Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the A4G podcast. This is Riley Rose Frazee, your host, and I promised you a special guest, and we have one, ladies and gentlemen. We are pleased to have with us on the air Super Blind Man, a.k.a. Brandon Cole. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Good times to be had all around, ladies and gentlemen. Got that right. Besides technical difficulties, we're all good. We got Those this. Those never happened. I don't know what you're talking ah, about. Everything nah. went perfectly. This is the first take. No way ah, is the 15th yeah. take. No way have we been doing this for an hour. Nope. Nah. None of that is true. All the rumors <laughs> you're hearing, they're all false. Stop yep, listening to them. It's, it's all false. It's all good. <laughs> so, Brandon, how did you get started in the gaming industry here? Oh, boy. Oh, well, well, that, that's, that's two different questions. How to get started in the gaming or how to get started in the industry. Very, well, very different questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, again, no technical difficulties. We're all good. Nah. Um, how did you get started in gaming first? Gaming. All right. So this is a fun story. Uh, I know you know it already, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was, I, I, my, my, uh, my gaming life began with a bit of a, a, a foff, if you will, a bit of a joke <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, played upon me by my older brother. Who decided that it'd be fun? Uh, one fine day in the Nintendo Entertainment System days in the early '90s, he asked me if I wanted to play Super Mario Brothers, and of course I knew that that was a video game. And at the time, I thought to myself, "Well, it's a video game. The word video is in it. There's no way I can play it. I can't see video. That doesn't make any sense." You know that kind of thing. I basically dismissed it. It's kind of funny, but I decided for some reason to give it a shot. And so he handed me the controller, and the game began. And before I knew it, I was rescuing princesses, collecting coins, extra lives, defeating bosses. It was amazing. And then the credits rolled. The game ended. I had won the entire game. But that, that, my friends, was when my brother sprung upon me the punchline. Yes, folks. He had handed me the unplugged second-player controller... And essentially told me to hit buttons while he played the entire game. The entire game. At the time, I remember very clearly being crushed. Like, I actually felt really good about the accomplishment. But Mm -hmm. now I just learned that it wasn't an accomplishment at all. It wasn't anything that I had done whatsoever. Um, So I I remember feeling crushed. But at the same time, that must have sparked something in me. Because I vowed to beat one game. The vow was actually pretty simple. I vowed to beat one game without his help. Mm-hmm. And that was all it was at first. And then it just yep. sprung forward from there. I just kept messing around with games, trying different things. You know, then I then I started beating games and I started, you know, accomplishing things that no one thought I could do in games and it just goes from there. Mine was actually kind of similar. <laughs> my believe it or not, my brothers, my younger brothers, they come to me and they're like, "Sis, you want to play uh fight with us?" And I thought they were talking, you know, wrestle in the backyard, because that's what we always used to do. Yeah. No, it was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, come on, sis, let's play Mortal Kombat. Okay, so I turn around, go in the room, they hand me a controller, and I think, oh, I'm going to play against my brothers, and they were going to, you know, basically cheat and let me beat them. No, no, Brandon. They put me against the daggone AI. Yep, yep. And so I had to beat the computer, which, you know how computers are, they are they got to be better than you. Well, they, they you know, always, computer. the computer always cheats. Because the thing is, the computer can read your inputs. The computer knows yeah. what button you're pressing as well. So, 
Yeah, and so I was basically button mashing. Yeah. And it was funny because the two players that I always played with when I was younger, Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage, ended up together. And I was like, that is the coolest thing yeah. ever. I mean, that to me, and I didn't know this until I was in my late 30s. So I was like, that, it was just crazy how we both kind of have an interesting story on yeah. brothers pulling pranks. I feel, like, I feel <laughs> like, though, that probably a lot of people have a story like that. Like, maybe not exactly yeah. like that, but if you're a blind person that gets into video games, there had to be some something that pushed you towards them so i feel like exactly. there may be more stories like like that not exactly but like that than we realize exactly yep now how did you get in the industry how did i get in the industry well that is a funny story too actually i actually quite like telling this story too um so i i have i have my fiance to thank entirely for that uh it would not have happened without her um just purely straight up it would not have happened and it's all because in 2005, she had the nerve to say to me, hey, you should blog. And I was like, nah, I'm not a blogger. I don't do blogging things. I, 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 don't, I had a live journal when I was younger, and I didn't keep up with that. How, how, how do you expect me to blog? And she said, well, people are interested in what you have to say. Every time that you talk about video games to someone, people listen to you, and people... Uh, pay attention to you and people are interested in your ideas of accessibility and everything like that. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll try it. <sighs> Moan, complain. Um, but I did. I started blogging and at first the blogs were very, very separated. They were very spaced apart. I would do one blog every few months or so. But even then, that didn't matter because though it took some time, um, nine years to be exact, uh, it took some time, but eventually I was invited to GDC to be on a panel of uh, accessibility, you know, blind, well, not, not necessarily disabled, disabled gamers is a, is a way to put it. Disabled, uh, I, was, I was the disabled gamer on the panel in amongst a bunch of developers who had created accessibility for their applications. And so I spoke to it from that perspective. And uh, that speech was tremendously popular. Unfortunately, it's not available anymore, I don't think, which makes me very sad. But it was it would it went over very well. Um, I was also acknowledged by the Game Audio Network Guild for my support of game audio. My recognition, my own recognition of game audio, got me recognized for recognizing it, basically. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I have an actual trophy for that. It's pretty. It's, I'm 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 honored to have that, honestly. Awesome. But, uh, but that's how it began. You know that that connected me with Ian Hamilton, who is one of the biggest advocates around basically and the funny thing about him is he's not disabled but he stands out as one of the most uh the the most um prevalent accessibility advocates out there i mean he he's one of the co-founders of the game accessibility conference he is awesome so he is he's, awesome. he's a tremendous guy and so so that panel he was on that panel at, at gdc so lo and behold I keep blogging. I, I step up on the blogging because I now realize that I'm in. I'm, in I'm, I'm beginning to get in a position where people really are listening and people are really are taking note. People are really are paying attention to what I'm doing. So I step up on the blogging a little bit. And before you know it, I'm invited to the Game Accessibility Conference, the very first one ever in 2017. And then before you know it, I'm invited to the uh, headquarters of Sony to speak at their Accessibility Awareness Day event. And then the headquarters of Microsoft speak at their accessibility event. 
you know, all springing from, from you should blog in 2005. You know, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. and it, only gone up from there. I'm going to E3 this year. I was invited to E3 this year. It's tremendous. I, I'm, I'm still stoked. I'm still going nuts about it. Uh, I still can't believe it, but it's happening. That it's is amazing. totally cool. And not to mention, I have not one, not two, but three ongoing accessibility contracts uh, for consultancy now. And I'm, I'm looking for more. And developers out there, I'm looking for more. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and he is awesome. He is fun, as you can tell. He is a blast. And now I'm going to ask you, besides E3, what would you say was your be- best thing that's happened being a game accessibility advocate? Mine actually happened so far yesterday. Mine, my big one happened yesterday that literally I got geeked out because I was just so happy. I cannot tell you. <laughs> the biggest thing that's happened to me being a disability advocate slash consultant is is a thing involving one of the contracts I have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm under an NDA. Yeah. And I cannot discuss the contract. Yeah. So that is a question I would like to table for now and hope that once I can talk about it, I can be a guest here again. Oh, of course. And uh, because it's it's huge. And it's huge. That's awesome. Well, I was going to ask you. Because you are my biggest E3 Connect right now. How would you feel about coming on next month and talking E3? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. That'd be no awesome. Problem. That'd be totally cool. Cause I'll I, do it the week after E3 if you want. Sweet. Sweet. We can do an extra episode. That'd be awesome. Because I, I will do bonus episodes on this thing. Because I've yeah. planned that. So we can discuss that, too. Yeah, we'll talk E3. Sure. That'd be fun. To get that from your perspective, that'd be totally cool. Oh, yeah. Because I've been wondering how in the heck I'm going to do that. And then I thought, ooh, when, when I found out you were coming on, I was like, heck yeah. I think I yeah. found my way. Yeah, the whole point of this uh, going to E3 is actually not just to go. I was invited there by the ESA. who are doing their own accessibility event this year. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is they actually want to help me network, which is tremendous. Like, awesome. They're literally going to bring us to specific uh, booths at E3. And then we're going to have a few hours to go to whatever booth we want at E3 and try to, you know, network and talk to people and try things out if we want to, you know. Sweet. So it's pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's a really cool thing they're doing for us. That is amazing. I love it. I love it. And uh, so what game is out there right now that you want to play but cannot yet? Man, there are so many. <laughs> I know. That's, that's why I got that's into That's such it. a broad question. Uh. I'd say if, if I have to pick one, what I've always wanted is a, an RPG on the scale and scope of the AAA market. So if I have to pick one right now, I'm going to go with The Witcher 3. Ooh, that's a good one. The Witcher 3 is widely regarded as potentially one of the best RPGs ever created. Um, it has so much content. You can spend... I believe something like 300 hours and not repeat any content. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. So it's tremendous. And I would love an RPG on that scale. Now, I'm not, I'm not actively trying to insult the RPGs that were created for the blind. Yeah. But the simple fact is the RPGs that were created for the blind were created by one, maybe two people. Okay. The Witcher was created by a team of hundreds of people full voice acting, you know, for you, for your character and the, the people you interact with. Oh, wow. It's, it's, 
it's a tremendous, tremendous game. And I would love to have something on that scale. But yeah. we are not there yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was funny because the other day, I don't know if you saw the tweet, but my brother's friend was like, he always calls me sis. He's like, sis, he goes, I don't want a girl. He's, he knows, you know, the, the scale of vision loss. And elderly, yeah. and he, yeah. he looks at me and said, "Sis, he said I'd be in trouble." He says, "If I got old and lost my sight, he said I'd be in trouble. I wouldn't be able to play any of the games." Because he asked me if I could play Rage Two, which is, you know, one of the games I want to play. One of the many. And he yeah, says, one of the many. I mean, even The Witcher Three is like yeah. one example of thousands. Exactly. But and he says, "Well, can you play Rage Two, Sis?" And I was like, "I wish." <laughs> no. I wish. No, that one's that one's not very likely to work very well. But I told him, I said, if there's a way, I'll find a way. <laughs> Even oh, if yeah. I have to daggone have somebody sighted, tell me. And he says, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, you'd tell me the wrong way, and I'd wreck into something. <laughs> yeah, uh, you want to use the wingsuit? Okay, jump left. Okay, now you're floating. You're Watch out, they're building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he would do, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he would do. And a lot of their games are very complicated. But, yeah. I mean, there might not be technology now. But in the future, the way technology's been going, you just never know. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Again, I can't speak about the contract that I have that I, that I can't yeah. talk about. But I can tell you, it's a very big deal. It is a very, very big deal. And it's going to, it's going to pop some heads. Like, people's brains are going to explode <laughs> when, they, when they find out what this is. It's a very big deal. Accessibility is happening. Like I always say in my tweets. It's happening. Yeah. And I got into this back on March 20th, and it has just blown up. People are just, like, so supportive on Twitter. Nobody on Facebook even has a clue that I'm doing this. They have, they have no idea. To them, I'm still a karaoke singer. That's all they yeah. see me as. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know the real Riley Rose. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they're going to be the like. The real Riley Rose tonight at 11. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Any questions for me? I'll let you ask a few if you'd like. Um, well, let's see. What what are your what are your goals? What are your ambitions to I mean, I know I know Bethesda's a, a developer you really like, but besides that, you know, because one one of the most important things you have to realize is even though this is blowing up right now, and you you are doing very well, don't get me wrong, but you have to be prepared to take this in steps. So what what are your steps? What do you think that what's your what's your plan to go forward with this with this work well i'm hoping to get a pc for sure i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to do that i've got to do that and then what i'd like to do is maybe start streaming that's one of my next things is to because that's something that um our good buddy orinx mentioned i needed to start streaming well i'm trying to figure out for one how i'm going to do that since i can't uh have a, a person on my team that basically knows what they're doing because my brothers do not play the same games I do. So yeah. they are not going to be the ones to help because they won't be as supportive basically. Cause they play a lot of the military shooters and stuff like that. They play that type of stuff. So they're not into the same yeah. type of things I am. Well, any, any game that, that we can play, I'm sure that we can find someone that will play that game with you. Like if, if, if it's a game that I have that I can play, I'd be happy to, to jump in and, you know, I would train you in Mortal Kombat. I would do that. Oh, sweet. The new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11, I would train you. Oh, heck I yeah. I would train you to fight better. 
heck yeah. <laughs> See, I, and I was obsessed with that as a kid. So that'd be like Flashback City. That'd be Geeked Out City right there because I loved that. Well, it's, it's, keep in mind, though, it's very different than it used to be. Oh, the, yeah. It, it functions a lot differently than back in the MK1 days. But I can, I can train people. I've done it before. Sweet. Yeah, because I mean, and I'm thinking of going on Twitch because everybody's, yeah. a lot of my followers are on Twitch. I, I would, I would suggest Twitch personally. I don't, you know, Mixer is, Mixer's is a there. pain in the butt. M- Mixer's there. It's kind of a pain. And last I checked, uh, Mixer streams have a tendency to, to go uh, mono instead of stereo. Yeah. And that just doesn't help anyone. And the Mixer, <laughs> and, and sometimes it picks what it wants to stream. Like it won't stream the classic stuff for some reason or some of the other stuff it just doesn't want to stream it and it's like guys <laughs> please <laughs> it might be it might be like a licensing issue or something like that i don't know i don't know i mean because twitch doesn't seem to have that same restriction so i might have to tell my co-host about that too because because he's been trying to find something and he, he's wanting to do stuff that's he wants to stream the classics and some of the because there's a game i want people to hear it it's not quite accessible to totally blind gamers but there is so much audio in it there's audio cues for where things are and there's all kinds of stuff. And I want him to be able to hear it more clear because when he first streamed it or played it, I should say he would do episodes, but the, the he didn't have the microphone that he does now, which is oh, yeah. better. Yeah. So now I want them to hear it on mixer because I want them to hear those cues. All left for dead is what it is. Yeah. And they I, have know, a, I know that game very well. They have My, uh... a lot of stuff. My fiance and I actually have uh, a few things that we say um, <laughs> for fun that are making fun of Left 4 Dead. Uh-huh. Because I, I love the game. We both love the game. Myself and my fiance both love the game. But there are some lines of dialogue in that game that are super cringe. Like, <laughs> So one of the things we always make fun of is the not-too-savory way in which Lewis proclaims that he found pills. Oh, I know. We always make fun of He goes, Grab and pee. I know. Like, <laughs> like they make fun of whoa, him all the dude. time. It's like you, you really like those things, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you high right. on those or what? I'm about to be. <laughs> no, and then of course we make fun of Francis because he hates everything. Oh, I know. So we, we'll we'll always we'll always turn to, every every time we encounter something we don't like in a, in another game. You know, we'll be like, I hate trees. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. And my, yeah. my mom, I was sitting there and I went last year, I was like, I hate dragons. And mom's like, what are you talking about, woman? <laughs> and then, yeah, that game, is, that game is full of, uh, of audio. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all real great audio too. Like even the music is part of the audio cues. That's, that's oh, I love part. it. And, and then one day I was sitting there and I said, but I, of course I changed it because I'm a girl. And I went, I'm a one woman cheeseburger apocalypse. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, that's right. Yep, that game is great. It is. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be a good streaming game too. Like that that's that game is full of uh, of moments that are are prime for streaming. Yeah, and and I'm and I know somebody that's willing to do it. I just got to get a PC. Then I'll buy it. And then if they do, if it ever does become accessible, I'm all in that. I'll be like, well, I don't I don't expect that game to become accessible. It's too old now. I don't expect Valve to to patch that game anymore. But if they ever make a new one, yeah. you know, and that's the thing is, and then just put one, the one old the, stuff in it. One of the heart. Well, yeah, actually, they probably would, because look at Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, they actually did put the whole Left 4 Dead 1 campaign in, it, in Left 4 Dead yeah. 2. So why not? Um, but uh, my 
one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn about being a consultant slash advocate slash thing is patching in accessibility isn't very likely. And that's, it's, it's a tough lesson, but it's, it's one of the lessons you're going to have to learn as well. Um, as much as you'll try to convince people and, you know, explain how much you want to play these games, blah, blah, blah. It's not very likely that it's going to be patched in to work just because we want to play these games. Um, the game is already built. The game is already complete. And uh, in a lot of cases, a lot of the games that we're talking about, including The Witcher 3, are not being patched at all for anything anymore. No more bug fixes, no more updates, no more content updates, nothing like that. So the developer doesn't really have a financial reason to go patch in accessibility. Now, if we can get developers to consider accessibility from the ground up when they start a new project, that's where our focus needs to be. So the odds are no. The original Left 4 Dead games are not going to be patched to be accessible. But again, if we can get a hold of Valve, if we can become connected to Valve, and if they ever consider making a third Left 4 Dead game, then we can talk accessibility then. Yeah, we just got to get them to count to three. That's the thing. <laughs> count to three. Count to three, guys. Left three dead. They're still waiting on Half-Life 3. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Valve is, you know, Valve is... Valve does what they want because the thing is Valve no longer has to develop anything if they don't want to. Yeah. Steam Steam makes so much money for Valve that they could do nothing for the rest of their, you know, We just got to get them to make that accessible. Yeah. That needs to be Well, that that actually has made progress at least. Um if you if you go now into the Steam client with a screen reader running, you can you can navigate the store within the client, which is better. It's better than nothing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we because when I got my Steam account, it was funny. Um, my co-host on Sunday, he wanted people to join his Steam group. Well, I had no Steam account at the time, yeah. and so I went in and did it. Now, what I did, Brandon, the problem I had was the stupid recapture thing. There was no audio one, so yeah. I had to have sighted help to get that done. Well, then yep. I went in, and the problem was I had to get an avatar. And, well, I ended up putting the perception house as my avatar because, of course, I wanted him to know who in the world was following him. You know, so I used a game that he would know. I didn't use the same one he has, but I used something that he got me into, basically. And uh, so put that one as my avatar because that was what I was thinking of at the time. I hadn't even heard Left 4 Dead yet. That's my Left 4 Dead story is insane, but I hadn't (laughs) even heard it yet. And uh, so got that put in there, got my avatar set up, and then my profile was done. Same thing with Mixer. I ended up getting Mixer account by myself. Now, that whole thing was accessible. It took me a little bit because I kept laughing at the ads, you know, to do the audio version of the recapture. But I finally got it set up, and it was just – I've been following him ever since and other people on Mixer. And then he says, sis, you need to get Twitch, too. You got to get Twitch. Get Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is, yeah. And that one was so, so easy. It took me like five minutes. Boom. Yeah. Um, Mixer at least has an advocate for accessibility working for them now. Yep. So Mixer will probably become more accessible over time. But uh, Twitch needs to do some work, I will admit. I love Twitch. I love streaming on Twitch, but they do need to do some accessibility work. Yeah, at least I didn't get a bunch of ads this time. That's one good thing. Yeah, the last couple of times I had, I kept getting, inter- your stream kept getting interrupted and I'm like, I don't, what, what is this? <laughs> like, oh, that, that happens, that happens automatically because I'm an affiliate. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't get, 
I don't get the money from ad revenue because I'm I'm not a partner. If 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 I was a partner, I'd actually get money for that ad, ad revenue. Okay. But I don't because I'm just an affiliate. Uh, the only way to stop that is to subscribe, which you know, I'm not I'm not obviously telling you to do. But if you want to stop the ads, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I must have done that because first I don't I didn't know if I did it because I I thought I did, but I didn't think I, I guess I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing when I got it. Oh, okay. And then I finally. The last time I was listening to you play the game he's playing the other day when I was talking to you, and um, I didn't get no ad. I'm like, oh, I must have, must have succeeded this time. Maybe you did. Yeah, cool. Well, if you did, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. It. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing a lot of uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney these days, and uh, people are loving it. Especially I'm, with all those voices you did. You were ha- you yeah, had I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not just playing the game. I'm, I'm actually doing voices for each character. So, yep. That was awesome. Yep, it's a good time. Yeah, and, you know, each, every Saturday, well, every second Saturday of the month, I'm usually out basically at meetings, working on this and other stuff, hoping you never know who you'd run into at one of those meetings. So I, I go over where you're at every second Saturday of the month to your yeah, neck of the yeah. woods, which is fun. And then, of course, going to IGDA, which the weather's been nasty around here, so... Well, I haven't been able to go in the past couple months, and then my driver, he's out in California right now, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's out visiting his daughter-in-law, son, and granddaughter, so he's not here. So cool. I'm like, oh. Like I said, I have no other driver, so it's like, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being an advocate, it's like, uh, when you only have the one person who's supportive and does this, it's like, Still, it's 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 good though. It's cool. At that, least you, you know, have you're, somebody you're in the work. Yeah, yeah, and I'm even you're, gonna have you're, him. You're on doing here what you sometime. can when you can. Yeah, I'm gonna have him on here sometime too, and have him. He's not a gamer, but he sees it from the outside in on me. So I'm gonna ask him, you know, how he how he likes, you know, going along with this stuff because yeah. he's having a ball yeah. with it. I mean, he follows you and everybody else that he I does? follow. Yes. Whoa, cool. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. Steve Lesh <laughs> awesome. is his name. Oh, he's okay, my cool. biggest supporter, giving him a shout out. He's one of my biggest supporters. He's been supportive of this whole podcast thing. He was listening to it yesterday all the way out in California. He's like, listen, it's Riley. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. That's really awesome. Of him. But yeah, he. I, I love to find people like that who just who find you and then just get all in. Like I, I found a couple of people like that for my community as well. Yeah. He, the he guy was... that the guy that helps me with Diablo three these days found me by accident because we were playing Diablo 3 one time mm-hmm. and uh, he was looking for Diablo 3 streams and he found me and at first he didn't get it. Like he was like, wait, what is this guy doing? Why is he, why does he keep walking into walls? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then he finally figured out, wait a minute, the nickname is actually a reality. And from that moment, he's basically all in. Like he's, he's been helping me set up, you know, my, my Diablo 3 builds that I use now. Uh, mm-hmm. My super powerful wizard is because of him. The necromancer that I'm building now is because of him. You know, it's it's pretty great. That's Finding awesome. people like that is, is, is always an amazing thing. Yeah, and, and he is like, this guy is following every, basically as many people as he can that I'm following so that he can hear, like, watch the whole conversation, see it unfold. Yeah. When I made Good. the announcement on the 20th of March, that was the date. And before that, like I said, when I told you that thing the other day about Bethesda, like yeah. I said, that incident happened before the 20th of March. After the 20th of March, I don't remember anything that happened before that. <laughs> So, I mean, because I've been talking to people, I've been going places, I've been, you know, applying for my guide dog. 
you know, cause I don't know where this thing's going to lead. So I want to make sure I have a dog. So I'm not slowing anything down. I want to, yeah. Yeah. I you hear know, you. I hear I, I'm you. doing that and getting that done. And it's like, I didn't remember anything I said before the 20th of March. So I know that was before then. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have remembered it or I would have remembered and not brought it up. <laughs> so it's like, it's been crazy what's been going yeah. on the past few months. And he's like, Riley, I'm enjoying this. He goes, I'm not a gamer myself, but I'm loving this. You know? And when I told him, about you coming on he's like oh i'm glad you get to finally talk to him and then then i told him about sunday he's like oh wow he said two for two girl go yeah yeah you're doing great i mean he's he's loved every minute of it and he like i said he wants to be a part of it like if i met them brandon if you did what you said and i met those people he'd be right there by my side just to enjoy it with me (laughs) that's what i know i know it that's awesome that's the way he is i mean he that's that's wonderful. He's been here since January January fourth is when I finally got back in contact with him because I lost contact yeah. with him because he moved. <laughs> so it was like, oh shoot! And then all this started happening, and it's been such a blessing. I mean, there's been so much support on Twitter, people wanting to come on here, even though you know right now it's just a small podcast, but people are wanting to come on and enjoy, you know talk and advocate. I'm just enjoying getting to meet new people getting to do this is such an honor to get to do stuff yeah. like this. I mean, it, it is, it is. And I, I say that for myself too. It is an honor to be able to do this, this kind yeah. of thing. Every time that, every time that someone contacts me with something new, I'm just like, wow. Like even now I'm just like, this happened. And then this happened. And like, this is, this is all happening. Yeah. Like, and it can be the know, slightest it, it, little thing too, Brandon. Yeah. Can it? The yeah. slightest little thing. Like someone, 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 uh, you know, contacts you because they want to, you know write an article they want some information from you yeah. like that's that's great like yesterday like, all i did was told somebody happy anniversary okay I, one of my favorite developers i told him and his wife happy anniversary and he followed me back yeah, i mean the slightest awesome. little thing can get you a connection it, it yeah, doesn't have to be exactly. a huge thing it can be something small and the smallest things can lead to bigger and bigger and bigger things yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to push uh, Sony Santa Monica to hire me right now. So <laughs> hopefully that works out. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I would love to work for them. That would be cool. That would totally be cool. And like I said, I'm I'm one of these. Yeah, I have a lot of favorite games, but a lot of my favorite games are a lot of different companies. I mean, yeah, many of yeah. them are the same company, but there are other games that are different companies. So I would work with anybody. I mean, I would. So would I. So would I. I would. I mean, I'd talk I would, to him. I would work. I would work with with uh, Mojang. I'd work with a Minecraft developer. Yeah. I don't care. I'd work with anyone. I would too. And I would work with a guy making a solitaire game. <laughs> sure. Let's make that accessible. Darn right. I mean, because some of them are just so difficult anymore. It's like, oh. But I, I mean, I would too. I mean, I've got a gentleman point... that wants to come on the the um, podcast developing a board game. For goodness sake. I'm like, yeah, the, the point, the point we're, we're making as advocates, and this is for the audience, the point that we're making as advocates and consultants is that accessibility is for everyone. Yes. It does not matter to us what we are helping to make accessible because the point that we, what we are trying to achieve is to make everything as accessible as we can. Yeah. Cause we want to so, be just as equal as you. I mean, if you're, if you're a non-disabled listener, we want to play games just as much as our non-disabled friends. We, we want to play the same games that they're playing yes. and we want to. We want to have the same conversations that they're having. We want, we want a game to come out on release day, that's in the mainstream, like AAA game. Yeah. And we want to play it, and then we want to go, like, let's say we go out somewhere, and then 
we want to we want to have those moments where you hear someone talking about a game you know it's the hottest game that just came out so there's people in crowds talking about the game you know while they're waiting in line or whatever and we want to be like oh yeah man i did that same thing and it was great and we want those moments exactly even if even if the people involved don't know that the game has, has accessibility features that you know even you know we know it even if they don't know it yeah that's that's another way to educate too you, exactly. they'll, they'll stop they'll turn and they'll be like wait a minute you played this game <laughs> yeah man i did here's how you know exactly it's another chance to educate it's another chance to connect with the community as well so it serves two purposes it it, it connects us to the, the community of gamers that already exists out there plus it teaches people more about accessibility more about what it is knowing yeah. that their game that they play that they love has accessibility features for us in it as well exactly and Boom. I told these guys, my mom went to rent a center to pay a bill. So I rode along with her. She goes, yeah, she's doing some type of meeting or something. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> some type of meeting or something. I don't yeah, know some type of meeting or something. And she's <laughs> like, hold on, let me go get her. So I come into the rent a center store, right? Yeah. Walk in and these guys are like, so what are you doing? Where are you going? Because it was, um, it wasn't even a week, Brandon, that I'd been an accessibility advocate. Yeah. And I was going to this first IGNA meeting. Yeah. And they had invited me, thanks to Race Games, giving them a shout-out, connecting me with IGNA Cincinnati. Thank you. But they invited me down there to speak. So I come down. You know, I was going to go down that day. And I was at Renna Center. And they're like, so what are you doing? I said, I'm going to an IGBA meeting. Really? To talk about what? And I'm like, well, I'm a game accessibility advocate, brand new. I said, I just started this past week. I said, I'm going to go down and speak on game accessibility. And these guys, literally, none of them are disabled. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we got a real life game accessibility <laughs> advocate and consultant in our store. Yeah. Cool. You know, and they're just like, I'm like, wow. I get more reception like that. I'm loving this. Oh yeah, I, I get I that. Mean, I get that kind of response all the time. People are shocked to find out that this this is a thing. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, he just flipped. <laughs> I mean, I, I told my barber, and he's he's super supportive. Every time now, every time I go see my barber, actually, I told my barber and the guy that helps me with my taxes every year. Mm -hmm. Both of them now. Every time I go see them, are like, "Hey, when are you going down to California next? When are you doing more of that?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, it's, and my brother's, well, my brother, Dakota, my youngest one, I, he yells up the stairs, Sis, come here, come here, come here. This is after Apex Legend came out. I love And Apex I come Legend. running down. He goes, Sis, Sis, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what is the matter with you? He's like, have you heard about Apex Legends? Yeah. <laughs> heard about it. Yeah, I did. He was just going nuts. And it was, it's, it's funny because, see, even he's paying attention to it now. He's yeah. looking for accessibility features and stuff. Well, the funny thing about that is uh, when I started doing this work, that basically got my fiance paying attention to accessibility as well. And it's because that she started doing that that I'm now playing Diablo 3 because it actually was her idea because she knows what to look for now. She knows what kind of things we need to be able to play a game. Yeah. And so she was the one playing Diablo 3. For three years, she was playing Diablo 3. And... Um, one day it all just clicked and she realized that there were things that might make this game playable. And she said, Brandon, you should try this. I was like, really? Cause I don't know if that game, no, you should really just try it. And so I tried it and we started figuring things out together. Like how, how, you know, movement worked, how getting to the, the uh, nearest waypoint worked, you know, all that stuff. 
we started figuring out together the accessibility workarounds for things. And now this, this new guy that I've just talked about, uh, Billy Bayonet, he goes by on Twitch, Billy underscore Bayonet. Um, the guy that uh, was introduced to me through Diablo 3 and now is all in to this thing. Now he's thinking about accessibility too. He came up with a way to get to um, certain uh, vendors in the town, the, the main town you start in. He came up with a way to get to them really quickly by using the roll mechanic of the game. So there's, there's a mechanic where you roll around to, to dodge attacks, but the rolls are predefined distances. So he came up with a way to just count, like, roll, if, you, if you go to the waypoint in town, then roll three times to the right and one time up, that's the blacksmith. Every time. Oh, you know? nice. He came up with that because now he sees things a little bit more from my perspective. And he's thinking of accessibility uh, workarounds now. It's, it's tremendous the, the ways that we can inspire people. Yeah. And even people that the first developer that I ever talked to is even possibly going to be on my podcast. Hopefully he doesn't have an anchor account, but he's hoping he might, he might get one. I don't know. Cause right now he's kind of taking a break from developing and stuff, but yeah, the very first one that I ever talked to might end up coming on. I mean, I've got people wanting to come on. I've got a big surprise in the fall that I can't say yet because it hasn't happened. Oh, that's awesome. But I've got a big surprise coming in the fall that I've asked somebody to come on and they might do it later this that is fall. Tremendous. So that I is am tremendous. excited. One I... thing too, one thing too that I think that, uh, that we should point out for the, the sake of the audience who may be curious about this mm-hmm. is that we are not competitors. Nope. We are not competing with each other. We're not trying to get the biggest score and stuff like that. No. We are of the same mind. We have the same mission. And, you know, different, you know, different advocates, different consultants are going to go about it in different ways. But exactly. the mission remains the same. You know, the mission is accessibility. That is the mission, to bring accessibility to as many people as we can. Yeah. And, you know, we are working together to achieve that. So, you know, you might, you know, you might, you might have people looking for rifts between, you know, as, as this thing starts to build, um, people might seek ways to, well, not, not ways necessarily, but uh, little, little issues. They might, they might latch onto little things like, well, this person got this instead of this person. It's not, that's not even a thing. Nope. It's not even a thing. We are fully in support of each other. We give each other connections. We support yeah. each other. Like Brandon, I got him on this podcast. And Brandon, he's been at this longer than I have. And I'm pretty much a newbie in this, in a matter of putting it, as in the gaming industry, as they call it, a noob. Yeah. But I'm pretty much brand new. I got Brandon on here. Brandon jumped at it. Yeah, I'll do it. You know? Yeah, because I want to support another advocate. I want to support this, this mission, this overall goal that all of us have. It's like we're one big happy family. Yeah. Yeah. In a way of putting it, in a matter of putting it, that's, I mean, and there's different advocates with different, you know, needs. Brandon yeah. and I happen to both be blind, but there are deaf advocates. There are people there in There are motor impaired advocates. There are yeah. cognitive impaired advocates. There are, there are uh, people who focus on uh, representation more than actual game features. There are people who focus more on, you know, making sure that if, if there is a, say, for instance, a blind person in a video game, that they're represented correctly in that game. Not yep. they don't they don't really focus on the features of the game, but they focus on the representation. All yep. those things are super important. And all of those things are part of the same family. 
Exactly. Know? We all support each other. That's that's why there's you're starting to see a lot of uh, communities pop up around this. Like we have the Breakdown Walls Discord, but we're not the only Discord server that is centered around uh, disabled streamers or disabled you know gamers or disabled advocates. You know, we're not the only one because these communities are starting to pop up everywhere now. Yeah. It's and it's, it's it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And I mean, I've had so many Twitch streamers that I didn't even know existed. After after doing this podcast, boom, I was getting people, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I'd love to be on your podcast. And I'm like, oh, wow. Awesome. You know, and I've got <laughs> all of June is practically booked except for the 27th. That is the Thursday. The great. 27th. That is tremendous. And I don't know all these people, but it's just to get to know them is amazing. I get to know brand new people. And I'm one of these people. I love to socialize with people. Yeah. And just talk to them and get to know them and what they, what makes them tick. What what are they looking forward to? What are they hoping to accomplish? You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. This this whole thing, this whole accessibility revolution is is real. First of all, let's yeah. make no mistake. It is real. It's and real. It, it is it is amazing. Every it, it amazes me every day. Every time I look at my Twitter feed, every every morning, there's there's something else, and it's tremendous. I can't, you know, it's. The, the amount of people that are picking up on this whole accessibility idea is is mind blowing. Yeah. You know, people that are starting to to cave that that weren't really about accessibility before, like Hulu, for instance. I mean, they're 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 being a little slow about it, but <laughs> yeah. But even they are like, okay, I guess what audio description some of our titles now. You know. Yeah, and <laughs> it's funny they. how that goes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the movies I watch, some of them are audio described, some aren't. It just depends, I guess, on the company or something. I don't know. But... There's a lot of there's a lot of rights issues and a lot of uh, there's there's money involved too. Like yeah, you know, you got it's it's a separate audio track, so you know, there's you gotta pay a little extra, you know, that kind of thing. Because one of my favorites, I didn't even know it was audio described. I happened to go and look for it one day, and my family they always try to describe to me what's going on in the film. Well, this movie, San Andreas. Have you seen San Andreas? I have not actually. You got to see that audio described. Um, but I recommend that one. I highly recommend it. And my family, God bless them, they were trying to describe it. And it's, Brandon, this thing is nonstop action. Just nonstop. <laughs> yeah, How yeah, this guy yeah. did this, I give him a lot of credit. The guy that did the audio description track for that was yeah. amazing. And it was completely just action filled. And they couldn't keep up with it. And I went in to look one day and I bought it because I heard, oh, it showed accessibility at the end of the description. It said accessibility. It mentioned subtitles, of course. And then it said audio description. And I'm like, I'm there. As yeah, soon iTunes, as it said audio description, iTunes supported audio description for it. a long time now. When I found that, I got that one because I was like, I've got to hear what happened in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, iTunes uh, has, I think, the largest category currently of audio-described movies right now because they, they've supported it for several years. Well, I'd say... I'd say three years or so. Mm-hmm. They've they've heavily supported it. They they supported it in small bursts before, like uh, before the uh, before they actually started adding audio description tracks to their movies. They usually they did release some movies with a separate version of the movie that had the audio description track. Now they just yeah. added the, the track to the the, the movie the, the version that everyone gets. Yeah, but they did support it in small bursts before. Um, but talking about audio description. I, I really respect audio describers a great deal because there really is an art to audio description. It's not yeah. it's not as simple as people think. No. It doesn't it doesn't really break down to, to being so simple as, well, you just describe what's happening. 
it's actually a lot more complex than that because mm-hmm. you have to describe what's happening. That's true. But you have to keep it succinct enough that it doesn't step on the toes of dialogue. Exactly. But, but you also have to make sure that you cover all the important bits. Like, you know, the things people need to know. And you yeah. also, on top of all that, you also have to keep in mind what details you can save for later and describe later when there's a free moment. Exactly. I always, I always mention, I always use an example. Like, I always, I saw, I always say, a, an audio describer may not describe a character when they first enter a room uh, in a frenzy and give someone a message and then walk away. But then later on, when that character, that same character that entered that room earlier, when they're standing at a window and looking out at the, the sunset and they're standing at that window for a good 20 seconds, they will take that moment to then describe the character to you. Yeah. So all the details are given to you, maybe not at the same time, but they're all given to you in whatever order they're, they're, they're able yep. to do so. That's so what they were saying. About there's a tremendous art to, to audio description. I love it. Exactly. Because I was watching a documentary on that and they were saying how somebody who described did stuff for um, descriptive video service, DBS. Yeah. They said basically they'd watch the movie through once. Yep. Get the, you know, take notes or whatever they needed to do. They'd watch it again, basically, and they would figure out the breaks where all the dialogue broke and all that. And then they'd yep. do it again and describe it. And they, like, they have to figure out wow. where, their, where their moments are. And then they have to figure out how to describe what needs to be described in those moments. Yeah. And San Andreas. It's, it's tremendous. I mean, you would really, I mean, if you could hear that one, Brandon. San well, I'll, I'll check it out. If you, if you recommend it, I'll check it out. That one, that guy, I don't know how he did it. Because San Andreas is complete action. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, there's it's nonstop. It's almost like the Rage 2 of movies. <laughs> there are some really good audio describers out there. I mean, he was... Miles Neff like, is one of my wow. favorite audio describers of all time. Of all time. I mean, this dude was awesome. I don't know who it was. I That might have been him. I, I don't know. But... I will let you know after I've checked it out. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember who it is now, but this guy was... I was like, wow. I was impressed. Because that yeah. movie is constant action. That sounds fun. Sounds like a good ride. It was. It was. Yeah, it was... It was audio description and stuff is amazing. Some yeah. audio books, even. I mean... Oh, yeah. There's, there's some incredible audiobook performances out there. My favorite audiobook performance of all time, of all time, is Stephen King's It. The audiobook version is tremendously performed. The, the actor that performs it is named Stephen Weber, and he just pours himself into that, that performance in such a tremendous way. You know, for the whole 45 hours that that book takes place in. Wow. It's, it's just the whole thing is just performed so well. Like, he doesn't, he never lets up. It's, it's just a great performance the whole time. And, and Stephen it, King is an awesome author. Yeah. I mean, not, not, but but the, the awesome authorship is backed by that tremendous performance. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite uh, audiobook of all time. And that's saying yeah. a lot because I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So that is, that is very high praise. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I haven't heard many lately because everything's with all the stuff going on this summer. I'm like, huh? Um, yeah. I still make time to read. I, I still, I'm still a heavy audiobook guy. Well, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm remodeling an apartment. I'm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, people so have people of... have busy lives. People have different lives. You know, it's but, it's fine. But that's just you know. Once I do, I'm gonna figure out a good audio service because I'm probably gonna have. I want to find a good one that I can relax with and enjoy because I do love I love my audiobooks 
Yeah, there's a few of them out there these days. I have to figure out the good ones because, yeah, I I do love my audiobooks. I like to relax in the evenings and and not only that, I I love this app, and I am so grateful that it's accessible called Nature Space. Oh, I've heard about it. I've heard about that app. Uh, that app is amazing. 3D audio soundscapes. Yes. Pretty neat. It is very awesome. It's like you're there. And for somebody who's ne- who was born blind, I mean, I was born with light perception. That's all I have. And I have basically, my vision is, I have optic nerve hypoplasia. I have that stagnus in my eyes. So my eyes are going everywhere. And then I have recently, I don't know how long it's been, but I recently developed keratoconus in my eye. Wow. Yeah, so I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have just everything. Just, no, just kidding. Yeah. Not, not everything, but you know. Pretty complex. I'm like, yeah. and I joke, I'm like, I'm a complex case. My eye doctor gets a laugh. He, he told me last week, he said, you know, because I'm, you know, had to get an eye doctor appointment to go to my, to get ready for guide dog school. Yeah. And he said, I've only had 12 cases of keratoconus in my lifetime, in my 37 years of practice. He says, and yours is one of the most advanced I've ever seen. He said, yours <laughs> is one of the worst cases I have I've seen in, in a long time. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks, you can, Doc. I really appreciate the, uh, the vote of confidence there, buddy. Yeah. Well, and Brandon, if, if, if we get a chance to meet when, you're, when I'm over there some Saturday, yeah. it's usually the second Saturday of the month, Misty could get really close and could see it with, her, with the naked eye on the really? right-hand side. Yeah. Oh, wow. Your fiancé can see it. Wow. That's tremendous. If, yeah. If, that's, if that's, Misty that's looks straight else. into my eyes, she'll be able to see it on my right eye. Wow. That's how bad it is. Rough stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause, and then doing this and people are like, cause my friend actually looked at me and he went, Oh my gosh, Riley, I can see that in your eye. I'm like, really? And so I told the doctor and he says, that's impossible. And then when he saw it, he goes, uh, okay, maybe I jumped to gut. Maybe I jumped the gun a little too fast. <laughs> Turns says, out yeah, it's possible. All right. It's possible. <laughs> and even my mom looked at it. She goes, she asked me, she said, somebody punched you in the eye. <laughs> nope that's just the way it looks now Deal yep with it. <laughs> it's the way it is it's, it, it happens it's you know because it scared her because yeah it almost made her late for work because they wanted to make sure it wasn't going to protrude or anything like that because oh, it yeah. can protrude right out i guess it, that disease can get pretty bad and it could protrude and she's wow. like oh i hope it doesn't i hope it doesn't you know and so we're waiting and sure enough it's not going to do it so hopefully yeah, yeah. that all works out and yeah. then He's like, so what are you doing now anyway? And I told him, he goes, you're a what? <laughs> you're, like, I'm sorry, you're, you're a what now? You do, oh. the, you do the gaming and the accessibility and stuff? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is a cool voice. I got it. <laughs> did you ever do voice acting in games? Yes. Yes, I have. I have. There actually is a, a uh, commercially available game that I'm, my, I'm several voices in. Oh wow! I was gonna say, if you don't, you should, because you no, have. have an awesome voice. I have. It's called. It's called uh, the game that I'm in. is called Pillars of Eternity, and unfortunately, it's not accessible. Oh darn! But it is a uh, widely available mainstream title. A lot of people have heard of it. It's it's uh, it's an RPG, and uh, I am several voices in that game, including a voice you can choose for your character when you create a character. Oh, cool! So I am. They, they call my voice benevolent male. So, <laughs> That's funny. That's that's yep. good. That's good. Yep. Now, do you know anybody who plays does a let's play of that all the way through? That's really good. Oh, I don't. I 
don't know. There, there was a friend of mine that was actually doing a Let's Play for me specifically. Like, he made private videos just because he wanted me to hear my own work. Um, so he was doing it for me. But uh, I don't know of anyone that actually did one um, full all the way through. I know, I know of one that started to do one, but I don't know if he ever finished it. Ah, shoot. Yeah, because see, when it comes to YouTube gamers and stuff, I like to listen to people who, well, for, like, for example, Brandon. I love following Brandon's YouTube videos because that's fun. Because Brandon's just fun. He has I fun. try. I do try. And but I also I like people that one, they're not scripted. They just go out, have fun, you know, have a ball. Yeah. That's like basically this podcast. Not scripted. We're just yeah. talking away. We're riffing, and, man. We're riffing. Yeah, we're riffing. I like that. But <laughs> um, we are basically not scripted. We're just doing it our way. That's yep. what I love. Yep. And that's what I love about Let's Plays. People that are not just over the top. Oh my god! Ah! Yeah, I don't like I don't like the edit ones. I don't like those. This Where they, they play a horror game works. and they, blah, they blah, think they blah. need to they think they need to pretend to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You wanna yeah. see a good scripted let's play? I should have man, I wish I could have recorded me playing blindside. Oh my god. <laughs> when when I played that, I didn't beat it because uh that's uh specifically the game I was talking about on Twitter that scared me to death. Oh, <laughs> that got okay. me through from jail. <laughs> That's the one. I basically what happened was I was in a thin walled apartment and I played it. Well the neighbor it was at the part where basically the monster ate somebody. Yep. And I let out a <sighs> really loud. <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't ready for it. I mean it just came out of nowhere and it was like right in front of me and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Next thing I know, I hear knock, 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 knock on the door. Here, right next door, right across the street, was a police officer. Oh, no. Yeah, and he's like, of course, I can't say exactly the words he used, but you know it on Twitter, basically. I posted it. He basically called me the R word that I hate. Oh, boy. Used the F-bomb, called me the R word, and said, if you do that again, I'm going to throw you in jail. He said, you should have known better than that. He goes, you know better. You're... If you're such a gamer, you should have known it was that graphic. I didn't. And I never got a chance to beat Blindside. There, really, there's no excuse for that, that guy's behavior, though. No. And I told a couple weeks later, I was standing outside because at the time I had no internet connection, Brandon. I had to step outside in bad weather just to get a connection outside. Yeah. And this cop was next door. Again, domestic dispute. And he saw me outside in a thunderstorm. He comes over. Ma'am, what the heck are you doing? I said, uh, trying to get a signal. Get your butt back in there. He says, I'm coming in. We're going to talk about this. And so we come in and I told him, I said, and I showed him the phone again, like I showed the first cop. I showed him the phone. He goes, that's not safe. I said, I know. He says, and they won't help you. The company that I was with, the phone company would not assist me with nothing. Wouldn't assist me with getting a, you know, a booster or anything. Like a hotspot or anything. Yeah. Yeah. They would not help me. And he said, that's wrong. That's just doggone wrong. You know, that cop was, oh, he was lit. He was mad. And this was like the captain of the, of the group. It was a chief. Yeah. yeah. He said, and I said, well, first of all, I said, I want to thank you for not being nasty to me about it. He says, nasty to them, but not you. He says, if I could talk to them right now, I'd tell them what for. He was mad. He says. Still, I still don't think that excuses his behavior the first time you met him, though. Yeah. Well, this wasn't the same one. This was the Oh, chief. I thought it was the same one. Okay. No, no. I said. Thank you for being respectful, by the way. He says, what do you mean? And I, sh- I told him about the incident two weeks before. He says, oh, I'll okay. have a- he's going to get reprimanded when I see him. 
He said, you didn't have a clue that game was that graphic. I said, nope. I said, not an audio game. Yep. But yeah. I remember that game. Yeah. I, I played that game a long time ago, man. That was like a couple of years back. Yeah. A few years back. Yeah, and I never beat it. And then I never played the something else games because of that. <laughs> oh, man, those games are those games are on a different level. Personally, I, I hate to say it, but I think uh, the something else games, the something else games were were all better than, than Blindside. I, I I don't think Blindside was that well constructed. Yeah, and the problem was I never got to finish. I never even got to play them because that one got me in trouble, and I was so yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I was like, well, uh, I ain't playing a horror game. And I mean, and like I said, I almost didn't listen to horror games that I wanted to hear. Because I was terrified that, oh boy, and now I'm out, out, now I'm like, hey, I'm out in the country now. I don't matter if I screech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. The positives of being out in the country. Exactly. It's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> and, you know, getting to hear them and then finding my co-host on YouTube two years ago, that was, that was a fun day. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that's tremendous. That is tremendous. Yeah. Indeed. Was, that was fun. And him agreeing to come on here, that... That made my darn day, I'll tell you. Because with us having different vision loss, yeah. you know, him being legally blind, me being yeah. basically almost totally blind. Yeah, different levels of vision loss, yeah. Exactly. And I thought, hey. Because my friend Steve's like, Riley, you've got to ask him. You've got to do this. You've got to step up and ask him. <laughs> and I was actually nervous to do it because I thought, you know, he's got all, you know, he's got his job and everything. I thought, I'm, that's, um, uh. That's one time when I he made me nervous. Steve did. Cause he, he he is one of these that will push. Like, come on, Riley, you got to do this. You got to get off your high horse. And, you know, nervous high horse. Not really that like, I'm angry, but he's like, you got to quit being nervous and just ask him. Talk to him. Yeah. And so I asked him. I I shot him a direct message right after I got off the recording Sunday, and it didn't take long for a response. At <laughs> there all. you go. And he's like. Because he wanted to do a podcast himself, but he, you know, with his full-time job, he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't record it and all that yeah. stuff because, right. you know, he's got his YouTube channel going. He's got all his other advocate stuff going. He's yeah. got his job and he couldn't record it. And I said, well, I'd be the one recording it and putting it up. And he's like, okay, I, we could try Sundays. Cool. That, that's, that's, how... see, that's awesome. You're, 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 you're lucky to have the Steve as well, because yeah. honestly, in, for the same reason, I'm lucky to have my fiance because she does the same thing to me. I'm also one of those people that is nervous to ask for things. Yeah. Because I really, I underestimate the worth that I have to other people. Exactly. That's and, my uh, biggest problem. I keep finding that out that I'm, that I'm underestimating myself because mm-hmm. Misty always has to encourage me to ask people for things that I think that I should maybe be able to get and, you know, related to the, the work that I do. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I ask, when I when I when I finally cave and ask for things, I generally have gotten the things that I've asked for. Yeah, that's and the same thing it, with me. It still surprises me every time. Like, I can talk about this now because it's been a while. Um, back when, uh, back when uh, they were adding accessibility features to Madden, the Madden 18 accessibility features, not the Madden 19 ones, Madden 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm not typically a Madden guy. I I don't really like football that much. I don't follow sports that much. Yeah, but I was like, but I was like, eh, but I should probably get it because I should cover Madden because it has accessibility now, so I should get it. I don't want to though. I don't want to pay for it. Um, and Misty encouraged me to ask. Just ask the contacts that I have. Just ask them. 
maybe we can make something work. And I did. And I ended up with a copy of Madden from one of the contacts that I have. So wow. it just, it's, yeah, you have to ask, you have to put yourself yeah. out there and know that, yep. uh, that people want your feedback. And uh, so I, I said, you know, when I, when I sent the email, I said, okay, I will cover this game. I will review this game. I'll talk about its accessibility features. If only I can get a copy of it. Cause I can't really, I don't really have the fundage to pay for it. And you know, yeah, I got it. It was, it was amazing. And well, that, that's kind of something that happened to me with a developer. I, uh, that nature space app, Oh, I want to really? do. Cool. I want to do a YouTube channel, basically on you know showing different technology. Of course, I've got a couple different channels I'm working on, but my te- my singing one is kind of on the back burner because of gaming and technology and all this other stuff. Yeah. But I still do that as a hobby and upload videos on it. But I haven't in about three years because everything else is taking off. Well, once I get the assistance to film those technology videos and everything nature space has agreed to allow me to use their tracks on the video. So I don't have to worry about copyright oh, that's, claims. That's cool. That's really cool. That's really good. And I'm like, cause my friend, she asked me, she says, Riley, she says, ask them. She goes, just ask them. She said, you've got a connection with them, girl. He's like, she's like, don't be afraid of them. But the thing is, the thing is like in my mind, it's hard not to be. It's like, in my mind, yeah. it's, it's hard. Not, it's hard to say. Well, they might say yes, because I'm just expecting the no. Like because I, I still, I continue to underestimate my worth in this in this industry, and yeah. I have worth now. Like I have connections. Mm-hmm. I've I've made things happen. You know, I have worth now, but it's hard to it's hard to acknowledge that for yourself. And yeah. that's what that's what you have to do. What you have, yeah. what it comes down to is this: you shouldn't ask if you're, you know, like if you have if you have no connection, if you have nothing to offer in return mm-hmm. like for instance with madden like i said i offered to cover it i offered to, to talk about the accessibility to blog about it to to write about it you know stuff like that don't ask just to ask ask because there's a reason you know ask yeah. because you intend to utilize whatever you're asking for for the betterment yeah. of you know everyone exactly yeah and that's what happened sun you know last sunday i asked him and I got a response. And the thing in my mind was, uh-oh. I thought to myself, it's going to be a no. I really did. I was thinking, because that's always what I was expecting, like you said. And I went in, and he said, oh, I'd love to be a, you know, a guest. He said, maybe even a co-host. Well, we started talking. We ended up Skyping that night from, like, <laughs> 11. Now, mind you, my time. 11.24 to 1.44. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's something else. <laughs> and we were talking that late on the phone about a podcast. And he had agreed to co-host. And I was like on cloud nine because I had always wanted to do this with someone because I wanted to do a podcast myself. And he he did too. And so I had mentioned it to him before. Well, when I got mine, I asked him, he says, I know I could do Sunday. I could swing Sundays. But he said, Thursdays I might not be able to do. He says, it might happen in the future. Yeah. But probably not right now. He says, sometimes I might jump on on Thursdays. But not all Thursdays, which, you know, hey, just to have him on the podcast is a blessing for me because the guy is amazing. So I got some pretty cool people coming up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And June is going to be really cool because I've got a cool developer coming on. That's all I can that, tell see, you. That's, that's, that's great. When you, when you start getting the, the developers on, that's, that's wonderful. Good for you. Good for you. 
Yep. Well, um, it, it was crazy because I asked them. I put, I tagged them in the post, in the tweet. And they sent back, oh, yes, please, with a, with a heart emoji. And I was like, oh, sure. You know, not to mention it's a local, which is even cooler than yeah, that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So um, I'm going to be doing that Monday. I'm going to be doing an update on Monday and letting everybody know who's coming up. Doing lineup. Awesome. That is tremendous. That is fantastic. Yes. I'm excited. I am. But, so but really, when it, when it comes to asking for things, the way you have to look at it is you kind of have to flip. You have to flip your interpretation of, of the facts. So, like, instead of thinking, man, they're just going to say no. Well, the way you have to really look at it is, and this is something my fiance taught me. The way I have to look at it is this. The worst they can say is no. It's a different way to look at the negative response. Yeah. The worst they can say is no. And who cares? If they say no, okay, you tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and somebody actually asked me the other day if you were going to co-host on Thursdays, Brandon. <laughs> well, um, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea. <laughs> if, if, if uh, I don't know, if you think that would be cool. Yeah, somebody's would... like... Somebody's like, so you have Brandon and you have DGFH coming on? He says, is Brandon co-hosting? I said, um, well, right now I don't actually have a co-host on Thursdays. <laughs> I said, well, I, just, I, mean, I just have me and the guest usually. Right, right. At least at the moment. I mean, sometimes yeah. DGFH, like I said, might come on on Thursdays. Well, I'll, I'll definitely, I can definitely consider it. It's, a, it's an offer that, you know, if, if you're offering that uh you know i will definitely i will definitely consider it because that would be it would be really fun to be a part of every thursday episode i wouldn't complain yeah i mean and and like i said i can do just what i did here invite them and you to record as long as they as long as it's an anchor friend i can i can send in an invite and just bring them right on yeah well i'll let you know i'll let you know that might work out i'll let you know though yeah, I mean, that'd be fun if, if, if you wanted to. That'd be great because then I'd have somebody on Thursdays and Sundays. And then if he decides yeah. to come on on, Sunday, on Thursday too, I'd have both my co-hosts on. That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> that would be all, a fun podcast. We, yeah, we can all talk together. There you go. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. So what would you like to say to wrap us up, Brandon? Well, actually, there's one, there's one last thing, I'd like one last topic I'd like to cover just real quick. Okay, sure. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk very briefly about VR. We're talking about BGFH and he's taking oh, this in, yeah, in VR. In VR. And I wanted to bring it up because when I heard you mention it on the, I believe it was the intro podcast, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to talk about it while I was on because I wrote a blog a while back, um, I think about a year ago, maybe maybe a little bit more than a year ago. I wrote a blog about my experience with VR and its tremendous potential for accessibility because one of the things that I very quickly got attuned to was the fact that VR uses a lot of VR solutions use 3d audio technology. Yes. And I was very curious to see how well that worked. Well, uh, if you read that blog, you will know, and I'll, I'll talk about it here anyway, but if you read the blog, you'll know that I had some not so good experiences, but I also had some tremendous experiences. There is a virtual reality on rail shooter called until dawn rush of blood. And I'm telling you now, that is a, keep in mind, I just said the word shooter. And yet, I'm also telling you, 
that I succeeded at that game. That game in VR with the use of 3D audio is tremendous and essentially accessible. A shooter. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. A shooter. And you know I, me I, and my shooters. What, what that taught me was VR is the appropriate vehicle for shooters if you're blind. Because with, with the 3D audio, you can determine where not only where your enemy is, but where your aim is. Yeah. Because um, the 3D audio is good enough that the gun sound comes from appropriately either, you know, if it's on the left and it comes from the left, but that's, it's more than that though. With 3D audio, you can determine distance as well. Mm-hmm. So if there's an enemy that's far away, you can aim your gun to the left and move it a little bit, you know, forward as much as you can to try to get that shot. And you will connect. I was not just like flubbing my way through this thing. I was legitimately shooting my enemies down. And it was a tremendous feeling. So I, I just want to, I want to give a shout out to VR. Yeah. You know, because... VR really is has has tremendous accessibility potential. It really, and that's really what Steve does. said. It's, so Steve agrees yeah. with you. Yeah, because he it brought really that up. Because even it Steve really said does. that I needed to start getting into VR too. Like yeah, not not every VR. game not every game is going to work. And yeah, but but don't let yourself get disappointed in the ones that don't because yeah, the games some games use the 3D audio technology better than other games do. That's one. That's another thing I learned too. Uh, some of them didn't really know how to use it as well. But until Dawn Rush of Blood is a, a tremendous example of a game that really did and did it super great, like really well. Yeah, I was and, shocked. Yeah, and and like I said, even on some of his videos, like I was listening to BGFH's video yesterday that he did of the Nature Treks VR experience that he did, and I literally felt like I was there, even though it was it was me listening on my phone on my headphones. It was like I was there. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, VR is uh, is mo- has more potential than I think some people realize. I think I think a lot of blind people dismiss VR because the visual component is the thing that yeah. everyone talks about. Like all the sighted people in the world talk about how how good it looks. Like, oh man, everything appears to be all around you. Well, guess what? It sounds that way too. So yes, <laughs> the the potential is there. I just I just wanted to bring that up, you know, on the show. Yeah, I mean, oh, definitely, and. Like I said, I listened to several of his different VR experiences. Titanic VR is another one that I would highly recommend you check out on his channel if you haven't seen it already. I haven't, no. I put on headphones and just sit okay. back. Okay. Because I'm <laughs> telling you, it will immerse you to the point Good. where I was sitting there shivering. It was like 70 degrees in this room. And I was literally freezing my carcass off. Wow. It, it got me. There, that, there is power. There is power in immersion. Like when you're immersed is. in a game or an experience like that, you know, there's, there's power in that. Yeah. I mean, and well, yeah. And I mean, I was listening to Left 4 Dead. Here's my Left 4 Dead story. I'll let you hear it real quick because it's not that long. Uh, my brother, Dakota, is a gamer. He plays a lot of the military shooters. He, he loves the yeah. multiplayer online battle arenas, MOBAs. Yeah. yeah. He loves him some MOBAs. Well, I had just heard about Left 4 Dead. Somebody's begging me three years ago, you need to hear Left 4 Dead. You need to hear Left 4 Dead. Well, what is Left 4 Dead? What is it, a horror game? That's what I was thinking back then. I didn't know what it was. Well, when I found BGFH's channel, I saw that he played that. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Well, I was sitting upstairs, and I come down to, 
I was, I was basically eating supper. So I came down <laughs> to throw stuff away and wash my hands. Right. Yep. So I go walking into the bathroom to wash my hands and I come around the corner, come down the stairs into the kitchen and the survivors are doing their thing. Weapons over here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Come around the corner, walk into the kitchen, turn the right corner. Now, as I'm turning the corner to walk into the kitchen, I hear the tank music kick in. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no. Well, I turn the corner, Brandon, to go to the bathroom, right? Now, mind you, yep. blind people yep. problems. Yep. Bathroom door was closed. I didn't know this. <laughs> oh, no. So the tank is going. the tank music's on. My brother's yep. in the room in, the, in his bedroom playing a game and he yells, oh, my God, there he is. I went flying into the bathroom door. <laughs> I knew that was coming. face first, bam, right into the wall. I'm like, huh, where, huh? Like that, I mean, I literally freaked out because wow. there was so much audio. Through, it was like binaural audio in my head. And yeah, I thought that yeah. stupid thing was behind me because I was immersed in Left 4 Dead. I wasn't paying attention yep. to that, you know, where I yep. was. Yep. <laughs> hit, the, hit the wall, sat on the floor, try to catch my breath. And I'm seriously, I know it probably sounds dramatic, but that's what I did. I mean, it was because when you don't know what's coming, all he did was scream and I thought I was in the game. Yep. And slammed into the wall, landed on the floor. He comes up. He's like, sis? Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. He had no <laughs> nothing happened. What happened. Nothing to see here. Nope, Move along. Nothing, nothing good. Nothing to see here. You're good. You're good. A couple of weeks later, I said, you scared the living daylights out of me. He says, <laughs> what were you listening to, sis? I said, you really want to know? He said, yes. What did you do? I said, I was listening to Left 4 Dead for the very first time. He <laughs> broke down laughing. Yeah. He says, oh, that's funny. He said, sis, no offense. He says, I know it's probably silly and goofy and probably what you'd think not professional he said but you got to tell your twitter followers that story that is hilarious <laughs> that's a great story that is a good gaming story i mean and that's my favorite l for d story i mean because it was it was literally physical story because i literally hit the wall yep yep that's was, great it was insanity meanwhile a tank was ravaging the uh the, the survivors yep and and it was funny because it was l for d was it one i'm thinking it, yeah it was one it was the first one and of course, you have Francis. I hate elevators. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I hate escalators, Francis. <laughs> I hate bathroom doors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hate bathroom doors. <laughs> I muttered that one under my breath. Right, right. I did. So what would you like to say to wrap us up, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, I would like to thank you for having me on the show. Oh, no um, problem. I will, I will consider the, the co-host thing. I will let you know. Okay. Otherwise, even if even if I don't become a co-host, I will definitely be back. Uh, we'll definitely oh, do definitely. the E3 talk. We'll definitely do uh, some more things when I can talk about some more things that I'd like to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, I would like to, I guess, if I can give some some uh, some details, if, if people are interested in following my work and what sure. I do. Go ahead. Uh, everyone, if you'd like to follow me everywhere, um, if, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's Superblindman. If you'd like to follow my YouTube channel, it's Super Blind Man. If you'd like to follow me on Twitch, it's Super Blind Man. <laughs> Just look for Super Blind Man. You'll find me. That's right. How'd you get That's that nickname? I, I love that. Uh, it's awesome. actually, it's actually, it, it just came from being a kid. Like, I've had the nickname for years since I was ah. a kid. My first, my first Yahoo mail address was superblindman at yahoo.com. I love it. Um, and it just, I just like, well, I want to be like a superhero, but like blind. 
So super blind man. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing super special about it. That's all it is. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's it's kind of become a thing now. Like it's it's kind of the, my brand. Like my Twitch banner is literally a a sketch of me as a superhero with a cape and a cane, the controller. So, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So yeah, follow me on everything super blind man, and check out my website brandonco.net. You'll find my blog there. My media page is there that shows all the things that I've, I've done in the media, including videos and articles and everything like that, of that nature. And my hiring page is there. Oh, yes, my business page is there where you can hire me if you're a developer to consult for you. And if you're not a developer, you can still hire me to speak at an event uh, of yours. If you're holding an event somewhere and you want, to, want me to talk about blindness or accessibility, I am available to be hired. Boom. And I think I'll leave it at that. Alrighty. Well, I thank you very much, Super Blind Man, a.k.a. Brandon Cole, for coming on the podcast. I am happy to have you, and you are more than welcome to come back anytime, buddy. All right. You're, That's you're good fun. to hear. It's good to hear. So I hope you guys right. enjoyed today's episode of the A4G podcast, and I will see you guys on Sunday with our awesome co-host, DGFH. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> we'll, we will see you guys Sunday. Bye! <laughs>